welcome to Hot and Heavy. Your hosts are Donovan and Tiffany Reese. We're going to be covering a wide range of topics. Some of them are hot, some of them can get a little heavy. All of them we have opinions on. So go ahead, sit back, grab a bevy, and let's get into today's topic. Hey y'all, welcome back to, hopefully you're listening to this now second episode of Hot and Heavy. This is kind of crazy that now we are actually diving into this adventure uh i feel like we're gonna get to like episode like 80 and i'm still gonna be like oh my god we're on episode 80 i know um, imagine when we get into like i feel like double digits just like the first time we hit like 10 we're gonna be like oh my god that's so many episodes and then like triple digits maybe maybe oh my god jesus that's like two that's year- a way that's, that's two years away mm-hmm. we have time we have uh, quite a bit of time but but you know what that's gonna be a good marker for our success yeah that corny transition uh but i am excited to talk a little bit about you know what this topic of success is today just because we are in that age of how many times are you still asked on a day-to-day basis like so what are you doing now what are you doing now what are you doing now are you doing something with your degree or you know what figures are you making i don't know how many conversations you have about finances but i hear it every now and again like are you making enough i mean i will say like especially like in my office. And I think this is a great topic to follow up on our last episode of like a young adulthood. And you know, like, who am I now that I'm like in my, you know, 20s, mid 20s? Oh my gosh, we are technically in our mid 20s. Because I would say, I would say that like, in my head, the way it shakes out is like, 20 to 23 is like, quote unquote, early 20s. And then I would say like 24 to 26 is your mid. And then even push it to 27. Really? Yeah. I guess for me, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess breaking it up into the thirds makes the most sense for me. And then like 27 to 29 being your late 20s. Um, but I mean, like in my office, um, I don't know if I've said what I do. We both like, I think we both manage offices on the opposite end of the administrative spectrum. Yeah, we both do some variation of like administrative assistant work. Um, but I work in corrections like law enforcement. So I work at a probation office, which means... I am one of the younger employees there. Um, and I constantly get asked by like my older coworkers and such, you know, oh, have you ever thought about becoming a probation officer? Or, oh, like, you know, when are you having kids? Or, you know, the assumption that like I already do have kids or I already am married, or, you know, like, am I planning on going back to school? Like that kind of thing. Because in my office, there are you know, people that are around my age. Um, there is another girl who actually is my age. Um, she's also 24 and she just had her second kid. She's married. She's a probation officer. And I do kind of feel a little pressure almost of, I am, I can confidently say I am the only person in my office who is not married slash engaged who is not pregnant and or already have kids and um is like still under 30 like across the board i am the youngest i am technically like i'm filing as single still i'm Mm -hmm. filing as no dependent still like you know which government i pay for my two cats they depend on me to live let me claim tax benefits on them please and thank you but yeah, it does put me... Be, be careful about that. The government is dealing with some fun little debt situation that even tax refunds are up in the air. <sighs> yeah, don't get me started. But yeah, I guess 
in my office, it is like a professional office and I do have a lot of older co-workers. I do feel kind of pressure like I am falling behind my peers, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, and if you can a- answer this question to the best of your ability, because you might not know the exact answer. So you're 24. Yes. How old is the next oldest person? Well, like I said, there is another girl who is also 24. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a couple women in my office who uh, we were in the same sorority and such. So like, I do have some women that are like, kind of in my age, age group. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I would say the next oldest is probably like 26 or 27 okay um you have a couple of late 20s um in my office and then you jump up to that like mid to late 30s range and then you jump up even higher to like the oldest person in my office uh she's 72 years old so damn keep kicking woman mm-hmm. she's been with the company she said this is her only job she's ever worked wow she's been with the company could like, not imagine twice as long as i've been alive wow yeah she's a sweetheart i absolutely adore her you know what? I'm even a little jealous because at least you have the experience of having at least a few names in your office that, you know, are at least within a four to five year range of you. Uh, yeah. I think the next oldest person in my office has me beat by 10, 12 years-ish, I think. Uh, I don't want to throw a, a name on a date or a name on an age because uh, I don't know for certain. But m- like 95% of the people I work with. Um, they have a little bit of... They either have... A kid time that's on you as old as my brother mm-hmm. uh or some other young ones but like they are married with kids you know living in that chapter of their life so i'm very isolated in that component yeah. so every time like we'll have like lunch together or something you know they'll talk about their kids or they'll talk about their family life it's like wow these are problems or these are situations, benefits or situations yeah. that i can only relate to through someone else like i personally yeah. haven't had to deal with like oh yeah i don't have to take a kid to the make sure they're to the doctor to make sure they're okay like i'm 24 i need to make sure i get to the doctor to make sure i'm okay i'm, I'm still working on trying to find a new pcp <laughs> yeah and i i do think that that's something else of with in the workplace feeling this kind of awkwardness because like um you know not necessarily like when you're in school and such you can look around the room and say you guys and i are probably all roughly the same age like you know being in a classroom like even when you're in college like yes you have more diversity in a college setting Mm -hmm. of you might have people that you know are far older than you because they went back to school or the non-traditional college student age right but even then for the most part you can look around and be like we're probably all within the same couple years Mm -hmm. or so a ballpark if you will yeah but then when you get into like an office setting you have people from all walks of life. Like I was saying, like I have people that are like in their 20s all the way up to people that are in their 70s. Like, mm. and so I can understand, you know, it's a little easier to kind of, um, I feel like personally, it's a little easier for me to separate the comparison when I'm talking about like my coworkers mm-hmm. um, because I don't really have like a personal relationship with them. I think where it gets really hard for me to not compare, not even necessarily success, but just like, the overarching theme of like where I'm at in life is with like my friends. So like for example, I have my one really good girlfriend. We've it's me and two other girls. We've been best friends since high school. Like love them dearly. And you know, all three of us are are on very different paths in life. Oh, bless you. My cat just sneezed. So sorry. Take a shot. Or, <laughs> or sip, sip, sip. Or sip. 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 <laughs> um, Shandette, Tasha. But anyways. I'm sorry, Gazoon height. What? came out of your mouth 
so my partner is Albanian and so he I I want to learn some Albanian because like his family and them they all speak Albanian together and so just because I want to understand the culture more and whatever so I try to learn little phrases and so we'll speak Albanian to each other and like the cats around the house and so like Shandet is like I'm probably butchering the pronunciation is bless you and then you would say back Shandet Posh oh yeah again I am probably butchering the pronunciation but I'm trying and that's what counts. I'm proud of you, Rosetta Stone. Thank you. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So (laughs) me and my two girlfriends from high school, the three of us, like we are all, we all graduated together. We're all the same age. We are on completely different paths in life. Um, You know, my one friend is in nursing school and she, you know, lives home with her two, her two sisters and her dad, you know, and she's, she's trying to, you know, get her degree um, so she can be certified um and she works you know with assisted living and she's on that path in her life and then my other girlfriend she is engaged she just had her second kid mom and the babies are doing great by the way (laughs) um her one daughter's birthday is later this month so happy early birthday but you know and they're thinking about like buying a home and you know that kind of thing and then you know for me i live they both live relatively close um the one who's still in medical or not medical school, excuse me. Um, the one who's still in nursing school, like I said, she still lives in her family home in our hometown. My other friend lives in her family home in her hometown, which are they're the towns next to each other. I'm in Virginia and I I graduated from college and, you know, I'm down here with my partner and, you know, we have our own apartment. And it's very easy to look at their situations and compare mm-hmm. of you know looking at my one friend who's starting her family and being like wow like i would love to be wedding planning right now or i would love to be taking care of my kids and you know things like that it's easy to look at my other friend to be like wow like she is pursuing like a career that she is so deeply in love with that you know she's really gonna like make a change in this world you know being some variation of a nurse you know it's very easy to look at them which are on they're on completely different paths from each other but to look at them and be like, wow, I wish that I had this aspect of what they're doing. Or I wish that I was at that point in my life, too. And I think that's where it gets harder. What are your thoughts on that? Like, can you can, please tell me, like, if you can relate to this or if that's just my own, you know, like, I need to give my therapist a call and we need to talk about this. Like, I mean, I think you should still do that. Well, um, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> um, no, it, it's interesting. I want to add two points. One I'll throw in later, but kind of related i also have yeah i'll throw a pin in it Um, that's gonna be another one take a sip every time one of us throw a pin throw a pin in it (laughs) so i also have like this trifecta of good friends back home uh i'm not from like i just moved back down to virginia uh but i'm oh yeah that's something else i probably should have said yeah that's fine neither one of us are virginia natives yeah both Uh, of us are from out of the northeast yeah so for my neck of the woods it was me and my two boys and we've known each other since high school and all three of us were on very like different paths and in terms of evaluating success it just looks so different for all of us so my one friend uh started college as of right now hasn't finished uh might be going back in the future or whatever uh, but he was the first of any of us to get like his first quote-unquote big boy or adult job mm-hmm. um and he works at a dispensary i think makes pretty okay, okay money for um, that's also like a pretty like cool job like you mean like uh like a pot dispenser yeah correct? yeah like a, a cannabis dispenser yes uh so that's his thing and 
knowing him, I was like, all right, this fits your MO pretty, pretty well. I mean, he, you know, he that tells me horror out. stories of working there too. So it's like not as the dream job you imagine, but right. you know, that, that was the thing, but that, that was success at least for him. And I actually really admired him. Like, wow, you know, me and my other friend here, like we're still working towards, you know, our degree and we're still racking up all this debt. And uh, you're finally, you know, have a nice little settled down job out of college. And I think he's going to try or out of uh, high school. You're probably going to transition to a different career. Like I said, it's not the, not all daisies and roses uh, over there, but. I mean, what job really is? Eh, d- depends. I'm, I'm sure we'll hopefully get into a career that we both love. I mean, I love doing this. Right. But I feel like that's something else that we could talk about in terms of like, that could be another topic at another point, but I feel like there's just, I feel like this generation and the generation's after us mm-hmm. are really moving away from this mindset of like you should be in love with your job you should be willing to like you know fully commit and like i'm throwing a pin in that yeah and like give your all to your job and it's like no n- no i shouldn't mm-hmm. i work to live i don't live to work mm-hmm. but again like that's a whole other we just cracked the top on that can of worms but we're gonna slowly close, close it over yeah and we'll, that, that, I can we'll speak circle back that. around to that uh, especially some of the jobs i've had yeah and you had because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i have had jobs that i've loved and like i would have i would in a heartbeat go back to them but i feel like that's the exception not the norm right so yeah that's one friend in, in our trio the second friend uh graduated he attended uh wvu um so pretty nice school um and now he's currently working towards uh working on the police force uh, in his uh area and What's really, really interesting is, you know, he's going to be moving into this very standardized professional career. But as he's working towards that, he's finally switched into the the service industry a little bit uh, and seeing how lucrative it is. And it's like, wow, I now racked up, you know, all this debt for this degree that I will love once I actually get into the, the mix of everything, but making pretty decent money working two, maybe three days a week and making enough to pay my half of the rent like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh so he, you know there's that wrestling of like what does success look like between this transitionary phase to you know a professional career and then you get to me you know this isn't me trying to be braggadocious by any means uh but of the three group i think we've all determined that like i'm supposed to be the you know the book nerd focusing on the traditional success uh avenue and so i also graduate from college currently working on developing my professional career currently working on developing my political career but i also work in a mindset of like i currently have a main job have a side hustle now working on a podcast doing all these wide branching things to all justify my success and it's weird because like I, i keep hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling to like you know have a success like have my own apartment by myself and doing you know xyz but that success isn't necessarily what will be the end all goal but it's at least successful in that time period um and again then comparing it to my coworkers, who are all at least of several years on top of me like i said even my side hustle i'm still a baby uh comparatively and this again is just my side hustle it's like well well shit what is what does success look like for me i'm doing all this just to get by you know don't fully know where I was going with that, but it's okay. You don't we're, have we're to know. Just like we're just swimming in the, this is a episode where like here's a pond of a topic and we're just swimming around to different little components of it. Yeah, and I mean, I, again, I feel like this relates back to the whole young adulthood thing of just like I feel like that's just such a normal feeling of like you have some friends who are 
in successful careers. Mm-hmm. You have some friends who are, you know, still in school. Some friends who are, you know, uh, starting families, getting engaged, getting married, buying homes. Like, I grew up in a very small town. Like, my graduating class from high school was, like, shy of 200 people. Like, I knew every single person in my grade by name. And, I mean, like, I had to stop following a good bit of them on social media because it just, it was, it would make me sad. And it would make me, like, I am, I have a beautiful life, you know? And I am in such a great place in my life, you know, like, mentally, emotionally, you know, in my romantic life, in my, like, platonic and, like, friendships. Like, I am in such a good spot. I'm glad we're not getting a divorce. But... I would look at friends from high school that people are like, I didn't even, like, I knew them. But, like, we weren't friends. We wouldn't hang out. Like, we, you were just somebody who I I was in a class with or, you know, and I would see them traveling or, you know, I would see them buying a home or, you know, starting their own business. And I would look at them and be like, well, shit, like, am I behind And no, I had to sit down and kind of remind myself, like, this is the path that I'm on. Like, I am living a different life because, well, for, like, the person who's traveling the world, I'm so glad that they are fortunate enough to be able to do that. But that's not the life that I live, you know? I don't have parents who will pay my way to go spend a month in Italy, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the people that are buying homes. Okay, well, you know, that's because you have a support system to help you you know, with the loans, the people that are getting married or engaged, that's because that's what's best for you. That's what's working for you right now. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of had to take a moment for like me and like my mental health and just be like, if I don't care how you're doing, why do I care how you're doing? You know what I mean? Like my friends from back home that I, you know, when I'm in town, I reach out and I go hang out with them and, you know, we get dinner and we catch up or I text them every once in a while. Those are the people I want to see what you're up to and what you're doing. Not the random girl who, you know... <laughs> had one class with back your freshman year. Yeah. Or, like, I knew you just because we lived in the same town. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I hope you're doing well, but I don't need to see how well you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna worry about what I'm doing. To add another layer to that of, like, focus on what you're doing. Yeah, please. I also want to take a, a flip side here because I noticed... And maybe this is a, a good reflective moment for the viewer, too, depending on your position the role that I've potentially played in other people like doubting their success. Mm -hmm. So specifically, so a little background here, you know, I've worked in the restaurant industry since I was 19. Mm -hmm. So going on almost five years uh, in this, in this industry. And at least in the restaurants and the bars that I've worked at, you have like two very, at least again, this is probably different for everyone, but this is my personal experience. Two very distinct groups in that field. You have those that are, you know, pre-25, young, um, maybe this is like their job as they're working their way through school or just like trying to find themselves, like just a nice little... Or something just to make a little extra cash. Exactly, exactly. Um, Like, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but there's something kind of easy that I can pick up and... This is a job that I can have. Yes, yes, yes. So you have that group. And then you have the people that have been doing this for a hot minute, 5, 10, 15 plus years. I think my one, uh, like one of my bar mentors at my uh, last bar job, he was in his early to mid 40s. And I think he's been doing it since he was like 18. 
uh, like doing music on the side and then all, but you know, so this bartending. is his career. This was his career. Yeah. Uh, and he would tell me like, you know, back in the day, like this was super lucrative. This is how he was able to afford to, you know, have a family and four kids and, uh, or I think he has six kids, five, six, I forget. But like, God bless. he was able to have a big family, you know, yeah. I mean, yes, his wife had a pretty decent job too, but he was able to make his own way and do what he needed to do to support his, his enjoyments of life through this restaurant career. And so then there would be like this hybrid group kind of in between like the people that in maybe in their mid to late 20s early 30s they're like all right what am i in the camp of the the younger half that's like this is just something to help me get to the next stage of my life or is this about to be my career is this my forever job or is this my for right now job yes and i think that would be a challenging moment of success for them of what am i doing i'm working with these people that are a little bit younger than me that have their life planned out like i was I'll admit, I was one of them. I was like, yes, this is only just a job to help me get through. Like, at least my last restaurant job was solely used to save up money for me to move to where I wanted to and start pursuing the career I wanted to. And a lot of people around my age bracket were in that same boat. Like, oh, yeah, this is just helping me pay for school or all this stuff. And then you also have the people that were older than this little hybrid group that are like, nope, I made a career out of this and I've really bolstered up my skills so I could really apply anywhere and have this wide array of restaurant skills and attributes that I could add to any work environment. So first off, for those people that maybe fit or hear this hybrid group I'm describing and you feel like you are like, wow, I really am wrestling with those questions. You're valid. You know what? I hear you through your phone. I hear you through your car radio or however you were choosing to listen to us. But when it comes to that avenue of like, hmm, what does success look like for me when you're comparing it to these people that are trying to plan out their lives versus the people that have lived a, a portion of their lives through this this work avenue, your story is going to be different. Um, whether it is you know, one way or the other or a new way or an unimagined way, that success is still valid. You've gone, you've made it to the age that you're 26, 27, 20, 29, 30, 31, whatever, doing what you've been doing and like yes i'm sure there's a component like of the staleness or getting old you want to maybe switch things up and you're, you're having that you know quarter life you know 30 year old crisis uh trying to figure it out that's okay the 20 year olds don't know what they're doing yet either the 30 40 years old they knew what they did they still know what they're doing um i mean know, and it's never too... you've never been 30 before you don't know what yeah <laughs> to expect or do you can only guess and do your best i have two points um one point number uno the first one is it's also never too early or too late to start your success story because mm -hmm. like i said i i mentioned a little bit of like i had moments where i felt like i was like running behind but i mean look at like vera wang like she didn't put out her first dress until she was like in her 40s i believe right or maybe even older i think i think it was like early 40s and i mean and that was just the first design i don't know when the first right. actual dress hit the line right but that's my point is like the world expects like i feel like there's so much especially with social media of like tiktok instagram like the digital space that like there is this expectation of like if you don't have life figured out by like 30 you've already lost like, because think of how many times you go online and you see day in my life as a 19-year-old living in New York City running my own company. You know what I mean? And oh like... God. You know what pissed me off so much? Please tell me. Was... So, I was one of those people when TikTok, like, blew up where I was like, 
you know, I, I was all cool being like, TikTok is just trying to be Vine. Like, get out of here. And then, like, the pandemic hit. Moment of silence for Vine. Anyways. But then, yeah, the pandemic hit. And then I very quickly was like, well, let me start watching these videos. And now, like, I, I don't think a single day has gone by since I, like, downloaded it. I don't watch at least, like, 15 minutes of TikTok. Uh, like, it, it's just part of my daily routine now. But, like, as TikTok was building up steam and you start having, like, some of these artists or, or not artists. Creators. Yeah, content creators really starting to make their way on this platform. You know, you have your Addison Rays, your Charlie D'Amelio's. Um, I can't think of why are they the only two. There's like literally hundreds of There's them. There's so many, but I would say that those are the two like real big names. At least yeah, right in now. 2020, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you know TikTok was really gaining momentum with the front of the pandemic, uh, it's like Jesus Christ. I am, I guess, at this point in time, you know, 21, 22, been like there are these people that are 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds that are now multi-millionaires from doing this simple, you know... Little shimmy clap dance. Yeah. Renegade, renegade. And now you co-own a mansion. Like, I remember being so pissed, just being like, I could dance. I feel like TikTok is the new YouTube of, like, in the early days of YouTube, you had those handful of, like, creators who, like, jumped on it pretty early and now they're like the big names of youtube like making the millions and stuff and i mean tiktok is that new thing of you know but the reason i brought it up was like to touch on that component of social media of yeah you know you're only seeing you know what they want you to see they only want right. you to see like oh my life is glamorous and i'm sure that they are wrestling with their own internal strife but then you have to remind yourself all right i follow charlie d'amelio on tiktok or i mean do i i don't know but look, i'm just hypothetical here um uh, wow i follow charlie d'amelio on tiktok like she's amazing and seems so funny and has all these like cool dance moves and like she deserves the i don't even know how many it is today it's probably over 100 million uh tiktok followers yeah this isn't me dragging anybody's success being like they don't deserve it yeah but you can also like that's one in how many pe- people are on the planet eight yeah. billion <laughs> like yes you're gonna have you know, a couple tens, hundred thousand people that like, yes, they're your celebrities, your influencers. But like, that is just a small fraction of the whole world's metric for success. Hey, you could be the best fry cook at the restaurant that you work at. You could be the best nurse that, you know, travels across the country to go to impoverished areas to help your community. You could be the, the stay-at-home mom that's helping uh, their kids become you know, try to grow up in this fucked up world that we're slowly growing into. Like, whatever that role looks like for you, your essence in being in wherever you are in life is important to your bubble. You don't need to compare yourself to some girl, you know, shaking their ass on TikTok or compare it to someone that can juggle 100 bottles to whatever the trending weekend song is or whatever the trending audio is. Like, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. I, it took a while to get kind of get over that frustration of like, man, if I just posted the renegade dance first, maybe I could be part of the hype house. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's hard to have those little moments of like, well, why didn't I do that? You know, like when you see something simple or basic and it's like trending and it's super popular, it's it's very easy to fall into that pit of like, shit, I can do that. Like, But going back to my second point. Yes. Of I used to work at Starbucks. Hashtag unionize. 
Sorry, I just immediately radicalized our podcast. You're welcome. So Donovan is the nighttime mixologist. I am the daytime mixologist. You know, he handles the boozy bevies. I handle the caffeine bevies. And I was in that weird spot that you're talking about of, you know, when I was, I was working there at the tail end of my college career of like, you know, this is just something that I'm doing right now to pay the bills and to get me through college. Um, Because I had the very, you know, I think the very common but unrealistic conception that um, the moment I have the piece of paper that's saying, that says, congratulations, you have your bachelor's in criminal justice, I would have companies calling me, emailing me, messenger owling me of like, hey, we want to hire you, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which is a very rude awakening when you realize that's not the case. And so I was in that kind of bubble of like the younger end of the employees of this is my for now job. And then I graduated and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have job offers like I thought I would. I was applying places, but I wasn't really hearing back very much. And I was kind of in that spot of like, I was offered the opportunity to apply to be a shift, um, which is like moving up from just being like a general barista or they call them partners and moving up to in like the manager kind of role. Mm -hmm. And I had to have that moment with myself of like, well, this has always been my for now job. Is this going to turn into a more permanent borderline forever job? Mm -hmm. And so speaking from what you were saying of like those three kind of sections, it was very weird to move from like, I was so sure to like that uncertain kind of secondary middle section of, am I going to stay here? Am I going to leave? What am I doing? Um, It was weird. It was a weird moment to like flip from being so certain and so set to, well, shit, I don't know. Um... You know, like I said, like I did end up finally, you know, making the decision of like, I had been applying the whole time. Um, and I finally got a job offer at my first, you know, quote unquote, big girl job. You know, I was, it's a desk job in an office, you know, whatever. Um, and deciding like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to enter a more quote unquote professional setting. Right. Um But success is just so weird, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think it has a lot to do with you and yourself of switching your mindset from feeling bad about like, well, why aren't I doing this, that, the other thing? And more just kind of acknowledging like how far you have come, where you are now. Because even, I can say this, I can call myself out. There's moments where like when you and I will sit and chat and you'll be like, oh, like my side hustle, I made X amount. Or like you were telling me, like you got a promotion, which also, and I'm so proud of you because you're my best friend and I love you and I want to raise you up and I want to celebrate your successes. But then I find that little voice in the back of my head that's like, you guys are so similar in so many ways and look at how far he's going. Why aren't you? Okay. I'm actually so glad that we're going to touch on this for a second. Please. those listening you're about to see some friend therapy happen right now uh we're we're working through a a communication thing now i have my bevy i wiped my hands off because they were getting sweaty and i was getting nervous and i'm ready all right i am so glad we're talking about this because i i was thinking about this too of like like wow like 
there there we have so much in common yet we are experiencing a dichotomy yeah. and i wanted to have a moment of transparency with you just to make it more like oh boy obvious of like what's happening behind the scenes of like i think i really have like yes i tell you you know like oh this one crappy thing happens or like this crappy thing happens but not actually like the deeper personal issues that come with you know where i'm tracking along in my career and one of those things is the burnout mm-hmm. and so like yes I, I love chatting about like yes the positivity I, the positivity that comes with it because you know who likes always talking about the the negative but like yes i have th- this main job in the side hustle that's helping me you know get my, through my day-to-day but it's coming at a cost that i don't think that we at least talk enough about it's like well he's there but he's also like dragging himself a little bit because i work a nine to five and i have to create that schedule but then i also when i'm not working the nine to five then i'm working seven to three yeah <laughs> and the late night shift yes and you know, not making enough time for my partner or like it's becoming more difficult sleep. to yeah to find time for sleep spend time with a partner do things that i enjoy doing that have nothing to do with my work or career um i have associated so much of like you, you knew me in college i was a social butterfly that would do and hang out with Click. everyone <laughs> but now i really only get that from work and it honestly it feels a little depressing of like wow my friends are my coworkers. Mm-hmm. and like don't get me wrong my coworkers are dope and like i love hanging out with them but it's like it's different though it's different and i would love to have friends that i don't have to share a name with on a paycheck or <laughs> on a payroll so like I'm, I'm glad that you are seeing you know the successes but know that it is it is coming at a cost that i am personally jealous of you being like you know you are able to make time like be able to prioritize you know like your own mental health like you know what i need a me day or you know what i get all my my work done before this hour and i'm able to you know either finish work from home or take a little bit of an early day because i have everything completed you know My life is very calm in comparison to yours. Yes, yes. And I I wish I had a little bit more of that. I will say that that was something that I did struggle with a lot Uh post-college. Because you also knew me in college. Yes, yes, Where I was working full-time. Where am I? Get out of my house. (laughs) Get out of my house. Where is this mic? You also knew me in college where I was working full-time, going to school full-time, you know, taking care of my apartment and... You know, it was a lot. And I think something that I had to kind of work through was I used to take pride in the overspreading of myself. Of We had hustle mentalities. Right. Where, like, I didn't like having downtime. And that's mm-hmm. still something that I, I'm working on, which I have now, now that I know that I have ADHD um, and I'm, like, you know, working through that i now realized that that was a part of my adhd of i couldn't sit still that's why i was you know taking multiple you know five six classes a semester while also working two or three jobs a semester and you know doing all these extra activities but it was running my body into the ground but so before you continue that i'm so sorry to interrupt no go ahead those people out there that are like oh my god you were only taking five six classes being enough two things one shut the fuck up (laughs) Second, I'm glad that success for you looks like you need to take seven, eight, nine classes a semester. And I'm proud that you can handle it, but also make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Because I can easily see how draining that can be on your own mental health. So this isn't this isn't the competitive who can be a better type A person Olympics here. Okay. Yeah. So 
use that as a reality check. And also for those who are only taking one class, just to expand your educational horizons. Or because that's also, what you can handle. Exactly. You are also valid. So Your success is your success alone and nobody else's. And anybody who has a problem with that, you know. Can shove it right up the I'm, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. But yeah, I used to thrive on on the burnout, I guess, of like, I used to like, I would take pride in like the shock when I would tell people how much I was doing because I was like, well, yeah, I can handle it. Like It's you know. the stress Olympics. Right. <laughs> and that's such a... I can do more with a, less sleep. Like That's a, such a dangerous mentality to have. Yes. And I remember I would like be so... Yeah, that's right. I leave my dorm room at 7 a.m. and I don't get back until 10 p.m. And people would be like, holy shit. Like what... And I'd be like, mm-hmm, yep, that's just staying that's busy. Me. Boss bitch mentality. But it wasn't boss bitch Idle mentality. Idle of the devil's workshop. Like, it wasn't boss bitch mentality. It was you wanted the constant validation of, you know, oh my God, you do so much and you don't want to be alone with your thoughts. So if you're constantly moving and, and grooving and doing all this stuff, you don't have time to realize how tired you are. Or the other thoughts that you don't want to, you know, discuss or think about. Because life was hard in college. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I had fun and all that, you know, it was, I was on my own. I was figuring out how to be financially dependent. And Drunk you know, don't take a break just because there are books on the table, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it was so much easier to just throw myself into things that I could control. Mm-hmm. Like, going to work, going to school. And ignore the things I couldn't control. And so through therapy and medication and the fact that my only, you know, like responsibility now is my for now job. I mean, feels pretty damn good. huh? Life is so much calmer. I've had had moments with myself of being like, you know, when I leave work for the day, like I don't have anything to do. Maybe I should get a part time job. Maybe I should go back to Starbucks. And having to have my partner bring me back to reality of like, do you not remember how like dead stressed tired and, you were yeah. or like stressed or like, yeah, you had fun with your coworkers and you had fun making the drinks. But don't you remember the amount of times you had drinks thrown on you or like customers yelled at you? Like, do you really want to go back to that? No, didn't think so. Why don't you go lay in bed and play with Switch and I'll tell you when dinner's ready. <laughs> yeah. And I, I need to work on that because... I'll use literally like I worked last night at my my, mm-hmm. my bar uh, and had a moment where I like sat on the couch after I got back being like, wow, it's been a long day. I am tired, exhausted, dealt with annoying people. Why do I do this? And then I was like, all right, let me put all the, put all the money away and I'll deal with the bank later. And then you see it and it's like, ah, that's why. Okay. And I'm, I'm having a hard time like dissociating the two, but like tell, reminding myself money isn't everything. Money don't buy time back. Money don't buy sleep. The sleep back. Money don't buy back like some way to remove all the stress that I had to endure over the last six eight hours. Not sixty eight, six two eight hours. So I I, I want to get to where you are on that front of like it's okay. I I can coast. It's okay. Yeah, and prioritize see, the mental health a little bit. <laughs> right, and I think that's also the other thing with comparing. I'm going to keep using us mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. comparing our lifestyles. Yes. Which is also a comparison of success. Mm-hmm. Of it is appealing to be able to say, well, if I get this extra job or whatever, I can do more, you know, because like my bills are paid, mm-hmm. you know, I'm good. 
like i'm good a bitch know how to balance a checkbook right you know i'm very i'm very fortunate that i'm able to have a job where i can tell my partner you can focus on school you don't need to worry about anything else i'm very fortunate i know that that's not the norm right it is not no (laughs) but it would be nice to be able to say hey babe i make enough let's go away for the weekend i know i had a rough week at work and you had a rough week of classes let's let's go let's Let's treat ourselves let's go on a little trip you know Mm -hmm. it would be nice to be able to do that but it's even nicer to know that i can instead exist without the stress and the just bone tired feeling that i used to have at the end of my days it's a it's a it's a balance it's you know i want your money you want my time (laughs) yes Oh my god, can we do like a foreign exchange? Like Let's do program? like a parent trap kind of situation <laughs> where like I'll go I'll go be a bartender for a night. No, I'll just have access to your bank account for a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be be my guest. Uh I will use your apartment to just vegetate. You for... can cuddle and have cat time. Please. That's what I do with my free time. So, uh, you know what? This is a deal. Okay. No. Okay. What you don't want to give every cats? No. No. Sorry. They are important, you know, chief executive officers over here. Indeed. They are just staring at us, watching us. It's like, how dare you negotiate our contract? They are circling like (laughs) sharks right now. (laughs) But wow. We've talked about so much. We really have. And I really hope that people are like taking away that, again, success looks different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this will just act as a friendly reminder that the success that you are experiencing it's going to be different than the success another person's experiencing. And like even in this moment where we were just using our own personal life examples, that success comes, you know, at, at a price or it comes at a, a thing that, what's, what's that expression? The grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. Like, like, like I had no idea that you had thoughts of like, you know, like, wow, it must be so nice that her work is done when she leaves for the day. Mm. Yeah. So like, it was very eye-opening of maybe even if you think like, Wow, it looks like that person's life is so charmed. They might be looking at you and thinking the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. There's this... Wow, I'm going to sound like a Facebook mom here for a second. But there's this, like this one post that will like, pop up on my feed every now and again. That just like, reminder to be grateful or, or some, something, you know. And in that love, you know, live, laugh, love text. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a picture of like uh, someone walking and like looking at the person on the bike and being like, Oh, I wish I had a bike. And then the person at the bike looking at the person. Oh, I wish I had a car. Yeah. And then I'll circle back around to like, wow, I wish I could just have the free time to just be able to just appreciate the world around me and like just be able to take my time and walk to, you know. Yeah. And like it will just circle around like you always could just look at someone else and wish you had that without being grateful or being appreciative. Like, you know what? I do. I could do some good shit going on. And this isn't in any way us being like. Be grateful. Because somebody has it worse. Like, that's not at all what we're trying to say. We are just saying that, like, yes, there's always somebody who could have it better, but that doesn't mean what you have isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. We want to just remind you to remind yourself to not beat yourself up because one or two things or maybe 30 things aren't going quite right. Yeah. But you do have a success that at least you on the individual level, not comparing to anything else or anyone else should feel proud just because it is your success yeah you are on your own time Mm -hmm. and that's all that matters is that you are doing what you need to do with your time and with that we wish you all an amazing week we will hope to hear you all next time 
This has been Donovan. And Tiffany Reese. And we will be back next week with another hot and heavy topic. Bye. And now the credits. This episode has been brought to you by your hosts, Donovan and Tiffany Reese. And we want to thank our editing team for putting this shit show together. We want to thank our cat executive officers that are somewhere around the room. I think they're being very quiet right now, so thank you. And we'd like to thank our uh, music staff for getting the audio together for this episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.